0: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Lahu alhamdulhasan Wa althana'ul jamil Wa ashadu an la ilahe illallah wa ahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna seyyidina wa nabiyina muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabih wa attabi'ina lahum bi ihsanin ila yawmi al amma ba'd Inshallah ta'ala we're going to go into the explanation of the kitab Al-Urjuzu Tulumi'iyya Fi zikri hali ashrafi al written by Ibn Abi al hanafi or rahimahullah We stopped at the 38th line, which we're going to start from insha'Allah inshallah today. Now. The author, rahimahullah, here he goes into Maghazi nabi sallallahu alayhi wa The Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the expeditions that he participated in, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Learning the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa the are very important. ولذلك الإمام الخطيب البغدادي narrated in his كتاب الجامع لأخلاق الراوي he mentions أن إسماعيل بن محمد بن سعد بن أبي وقاسن الزهري المدري قال he said كان أبي يعلمنا مغازي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ويعدها علينا وصراياه ويقول يا بني هذه مآثر آب آبائكم هذه مآثر آبائكم فلا تضيعوا ذكرها Ismail ibn Muhammad ibn Sa'd ibn Abi Waqasin al zuhri al-Madaniyu said, My father, used to teach us Maghazi Rasulullah, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa expeditions. He would count them for us. He would tell us about it. And he would say to us, Ya Bunaya, my children, hadihi Ma'athir abaiikum, uh, uh, ab- uh, these are your the heritage. Of your forefathers, فلا تضيع ذكره. Do not forsake it. This is your heritage. This is what happened for you in your religion and in your deen. So he would say to us, Do not forsake the remembrance of it. Zaid al-Abidin, Ali ibn al-Husayn ibn Ali, he said, كنا نعلم مغازى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وصراياه كما نعلم صورة من القرآن. He said, "Kunnan We used to be taught Maghazi nabi sallallahu alayhi sallam, the Messenger's expeditions and battles. Kaman, min the way that we will be taught a chapter from the Qur'an. The Messenger sallallahu alayhi his expeditions and his battles were a lot. Okay, um, and Imam al-Bukhari both narrated and Abi Ishaq Hakas sabii qala he said. قُلْتُ لِزَيْدِ بْنَ أَرْقَمْ I said to Zayd ibn Arqam, كَمْ غَزَى رَسُولُ الله? How many battles did the Prophet ﷺ uh, go to? He said, تِسْعَ عَشَرَةَ 19 He then said to him, كَمْ غَزَوْتَ أَنْتَ مَعُوْ How many of those did you participate in it with him? He said, سَبْعَشَرَة 17 So, this is the Ghazawah that the Messenger وسلم, were participated. If you hear the word ghazwa if you hear ghazwa, then you need to know that it's referring to that which the Messenger ﷺ participated in. So that's why when he asked him, he said, "Come, ghaza Rasulullah And he said, Tis'a'ashara. It means the participation, that the Messenger participated. He said Ghazwa. But the battles were more than that. The battles were more than... Um, they were more than uh, the uh, 19 that uh, the Messenger وسلم, participated. The author then said, he said, الأبوائي, the expedition of Al-Abwa. This battle, Al-Abwa, it happened, um, it took place afterwards in Safar. It happened in Safar. When the second year of the Hijriya, It's also called the Battle of Waddad. That's what it's called. It is called the Battle of um, Al-Waddan. And the scholars they mentioned the reason for this battle was um, a caravan owned by Quraysh. It reached the Messenger وسلم, that they had on them some stuff. Okay. Some it was it was it was business caravans which they owned. So the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa he and they took this from the believers, the Muslims. They stole it from the Muslims. These were the belongings of the Muslims that they were trading with. So the Messenger ﷺ, he wanted to siege it and take it from them. So the Messenger himself went out, alayhi salatu and he was carrying a white flag. With him was Hamza who was carrying it for him, and they managed to escape. Then after that, the battles became very famous. Yani the concept of fighting became prominent. The author then says, wa In the second year, the battles and the combat, it spread. Yani now the believers are able to fight. They're not going to take humiliation. They're not going to be taken subjugation and being bullied anymore. The Muslims are now strong. So the Messenger was stronger at this particular point, and his companions. Now the expeditions are starting one after the other. Buaat took place. It happened in the month of Rabi'il uh, Akhar. It happened. And then Bedr. Now, this Bedr is not the big one that we know. It's a small Bedr. Nothing really happened in that battle. It's also known as Safawan. Uh, it's also known as Safawan. And nothing happened, nothing took place. So it's called Bedr al-Sughra, and the other one is called Bedr al-Kubra. The one we know is called Bedr al-Kubra, the one that we generally hear about. Now all of these expeditions that you're hearing, they're very small and they're little. No fighting happened. The fight starts at the Battle of the Battle of Bedr Jihad starts fighting, now they're gonna fight. But it was a warm up, a preparation to that fight. The author then said, وَوَجَبَ الْقِبْلَةِ فِي nisf رَجَبٍ The second year, these three expeditions happened that the author, Rahimahullah, mentioned. The first one is Abuat. The second uh, battle was Buwa'ah. The third one was Badr. These two expeditions were happening, these three. In the second year of the Hijriya, when the Messenger migrated to Medina. Okay, And in the second year of the Hijriya, what happened was, تحول القبلة, the uh, redirecting the Qibla, came in the middle of the month of Rajab. In the month of Rajab. The ayah came down in the Messenger where he was redirected to praying towards Makkah again. The, 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 the ayah came down. وَفَرْضُ فِي شعباني. In the second year, what also happened was what? The month of Ramadan, the month before it, which was Sha'ban, the fasting was made obligatory. So, in that year, the second year, many things happened. Okay, many things took place. What took place is Abu'a, uh, took place, Bu'at took place, Badr took place, al Qibla, the redirecting of the Qibla took place, and the fasting of Ramadan was made obligatory on, in that year. Now. The author then says, وَالْغَزْوَةُ الْكُبْرَىٰ Following, and what happened after that, is the battle of Badr. Ba- battle of Badr, it's the major clash, which was known as Al-Badr. This is the one that we know, it's Badr Al-Kubra, you see? The reason why they call it Al-Kubra, is because the other Badr was Sura, was the little one. Okay? This is the battle where Allah distinguished the truth from falsehood. This battle raised those who participated in it. And a lot of the disbelievers were destroyed in this battle. <inaudible> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distinguished falsehood from truth. Azza wa jalla. This battle took place, the Battle of uh, Badr. The Muslims, they killed 70 of the disbelievers and they took 70 of the disbelievers as spoils of war. And in that battle, Quraysh lost their heads. They lost Abu Jahl. They lost Utbat ibn Rabi'ah, Utbat ibn Shayba. They lost, uh, they lost Umayyah. They lost big figureheads in that battle. They were killed in that battle. And the Muslims were now a force to reckon with. They became known. This happened in the second year of the Hijriyyah as well. Naam. In the month of Ramadan. Naam. In that Ramadan, also what became obligatory was Zakatul Fitri. Zakatul Fitri became obligatory. And this was the first year that Ramadan became obligatory. The Zakatul Fitri became obligatory. And the Zakatul Fitri is the Zakat that is paid after Ramadan. Okay? It is a Zakat that is paid Sa'am ta'amin An wal wal-untha wal This is called Zakatul Fitri. Why is it called al Fitri? Because it's connected to the fasting of Ramadan finishing. Fitri means we broke our fasting in Ramadan and it, this is Tuhratan Lissa'imi. It's a purification for the one who is fasting. So it was made obligatory um, at the ending of Ramadan. Ya'ani min ba'di ashirin. The battle of Badr, it happened on the 17th. Okay? It happened... On the seventeenth of Ramadan, um, and Zakat al-Fitr became obligatory at the ending of it. ولذلك ابن رحمه الله he said, أي في السنة the second year of the Hijriah, The Zakat al-Fitr was made obligatory. وقد قيل it was said And actually, the Prophet stood up and gave a khutbah one or two days before. Uh, Ramadan was about to be over, and he mentioned وسلم, that the zakat al-fitr is obligatory to be paid. One or two days before Ramadan was about to finish. And there is a dispute amongst the scholars regarding the zakat al-mal. And the zakat al-mal, which is another type of zakat, is a zakat connected to not the fasting. Zakat al-fitr is connected to the person zakatul Māl is connected to your wealth, it's the one that you have to pay every, every year, when the money reaches an amount, you have to pay some money from it, okay? The scholars, they have a dispute and are, uh, differences regarding if the zakatul fitri was made obligatory in the second year of the hijriya, And Zakat zakatul fitri was, but was zakatul Māl made obligatory that year as well? There are differences of opinion. الإمام ابن كثير رحمه الله says in his kitab البداية والنهاية النصب. ابن كثير رحمه الله says in البداية والنهاية, in that same year which is the second year of the hijriah, a large quantity of scholars they said that uh, al Mali uh, was also made obligatory Zakatul Mali was also made obligatory Um, now the author, rahimahullah, he's going to go into regarding the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his daughters who died from amongst them. And he also goes into um, the wives of um, Uthman and Ali ibn Abi Talib and other issues related to that inshaAllah ta'ala. The author, الله, he now goes into, um, he says, وَمَا The Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi daughter died, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. His daughter passed away. Mm-hmm. She died, his daughter, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Righteous One, she passed away. Her name was what? رُقَيَّةٌ رُقَيَّا died. She passed away, رَبِّيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَنْهَا قَبْلَ رُجُوعِ السَّفْرِ, and she died before she returned from Abyssinia, in which she she went to. نعم. And sorry, then the author then says, وَمَا al النَّبِيِّ الْبَرِّيِّ رُقْيَةٌ قَبْلَ رُجُوعِ السَّفْرِ, before the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the army can turn back from Medina. Yani before the returning here is referring to the army who, fought, who went to the fight of the Battle of Badr. Okay? Before they could return, the uh, Prophet's daughter died. Well, the Messenger, وسلم, whenever he went into a fight, and even the Arabs used to do it at that time, when they go into a fight, they would fight and then they wouldn't leave the place for three days. They would stay in that place that they fought for three days in order to prove that they're not running away. They're not running away. So the Prophet he stayed there for three days and the wife of Uthman, who was the daughter of the Prophet she died uh, before the Prophet ﷺ could um, return back. Ruqayya died. al-Asri. And Abbas, He took Islam. Uthman, as you can see, he didn't participate in the Battle of Badr. He stayed in Medina and he stayed with who? He stayed with his wife and Ruqayya because the Prophet told him to stay with his his wife. The Prophet said to Uthman, stay in Medina. Don't Don't fight. Stay here and look after your wife. So Uthman stayed with Ruqayya and Ruqayya passed away before the Messenger ﷺ could return back. Um, But, when the Messenger ﷺ came to Medina, he said to Uthman, you are from the people who are going to share the battle of Badr's Ghanima with us. Even though he didn't participate in the battle, he was sharing the spoils of war with the the, the fighters. Because of uh, the Prophet commanding him to stay ﷺ. Okay. Also the author rahimahullah mentioned that after that battle Al Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib he took Islam, the Prophet's uncle. Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib was disputed was he a Muslim um, before he fell as a captive in the battle of Badr or was he did he become Islam after? It's disputed. Lakin Al Imam narrated and other than him أنه qala that he said إِنِّي كُنْتُ مُسْلِمًا قَبْلَ ذَلِكَ That Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib said, I was a believer. Like in Quraysh forced me to come with them. But I was a believer. So there is that narration that Ahmed narrated in his Musnad. Naam. Here we have to understand that the author, Rahimahullah, is going to talk about there are three tribes of the Jews. Each tribe broke the covenant with the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi at a time when he was in a battle. Pay attention to this. There were three tribes in Medina. When the Messenger came to Medina, he had a pledge of allegiance with them and a contract. Each and every one of them broke the, battle, they broke the contract at a time they felt that the Prophet was weak because he was in another fight. They broke the contract. And the Jews are always like that. They deceive and they break contracts and they don't stick to their words. So what happened? And the first of the three, those three tribes, Banu Qaynu Qa'a, Banu Nadir, and Banu Quraidha. Each and every one of them, as you're going to see, they break their contract at a time when the Prophet is in a battle with another, with another group of people. So the first one is, Banu Qaynu Ka. After the Battle of Badr, they broke their contract, and they tried to uh, fight with the Messenger, alayhi salatu salam You can look more into how that fight came about, but it was right after the Battle of Badr. Okay. They broke the covenant that they had with the Messenger ﷺ in the month of Shawwal. So what did the Prophet ﷺ do? He done a siege on them He sieged them وسلم, for 15 nights. No food, no nothing And um, Allah placed in their hearts fear and they became very scared. And uh, Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn salal came running to the Prophet And then he said to the Prophet ﷺ, he said to him, uh, Ya Rasulullah, are you going to destroy these people like this? Are you going to treat them like this? The munafiq, the, lej- the heads of the munafiqeen. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted to destroy them like that. But Abdullah ibn Ubay, when he begged break- the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he did what he said, uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he commanded, فَأَمَرَ Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam أَنْ يُجْلُوا min مِنَ الْمَدِينَةِ So the Prophet said, take them out of Medina. And escort them out of Medina. They leave Medina now, so they, they left Medina. They were not killed. وبعد, وبعد, the author then said, And in that month of the Hijjah, okay, the second year, the Hijrah, the Messenger he slaughtered, Sallallahu as we know it as, yeah. And um, now the author goes into another battle called Ghazwat al-Suwayq. The battle of al-Suwayq um, was a battle which Abu Sufyan, he, he, he lost the battle of Badr, right? They're feeling this pain in their hearts, so they try to come back and fight. When they came, um, because Abu Sufyan's wife Hilda lost her father, she lost her, uh, uh, her uncle, she lost Abu Sufyan... He, is, he lost big members of the Quraysh and very close family members have died in the battle. So he tried to uh, fight with 200 horsemen. He came from the angle of Najd. He wanted to wage war on the Prophet his companions. Nothing really worked out for him and he ran away. That is the battle of Suwayq. Then after that happened the battle of Qarkara. The battle of Ghazwat Qarkara Al-Kudr that is the second, That is another battle that took place uh, in that year as well. All of these غزوات they happen في الثالثة المشتهرة, أي في السنة الثالثة. and this happened all in what the third year. يعني and and yes, سوائق and Karkara. Both happened in the third year of the hijriya The third year of the hijriya Now, So the benefits of this book is that it gives you each battle and each expedition in the order in which it happened. And then you can go and research each battle in more details, Inshallah, ta'ala. The book is not trying to give you details of each battle. It's just giving you the chronological order of how the battles each happened. And Inshallah, ta'ala will touch on some of them for you to know. Now. The author now goes into, he says في غطفان. He says Ghatafan. يعني the battle of ghatafan غزوة Ghatafan, it's known as It's also known as غزوة the Amar. غزوة the أمر The author rahimahullah He mentions that that battle happened also That battle of the uh, Amar. But it's also, it's known as Ghattafa'an and it's also known as Ghazwa to the Amar. وَبَنِي Ghazwa to Bani Sulaym also took place. Um, this is all the third year of the Hijriya. It all happened in the third year of the Hijriya. Also, وَأُمُّ كَرْثُومِ بِنَةُ الْكَرِيمِ زَوَّجَ عُثْمَانُ بِهَا وَخَصَّى Uthman, he's, he lost his wife Ruqayyah, which was the first daughter of the Prophet, ﷺ, that Uthman married. Now the second daughter is being given to him, who, who's, whose name is Ummu Kalthum. Uthman was now married to Ummu Kulthum, and from this he gained the name, the nickname of The Raini. So he married two of the Prophet's daughters, Sallallahu Alaihi And the Messenger sallallahu he married uh, Hafsa, the daughter of Umar ibn al-Khattab. So that year, the Prophet ﷺ, the 30th of the hijriya Uthman got married to Ummu uh, Kalthum, and the Prophet ﷺ, he married Hafsa in that year. He married Hafsa in that year. There's a story that was mentioned, uh, that Imam al-Bukhari mentioned, that Abdullah ibn Umar, he said that, his father, Umar, عنه, he, he wanted to marry, first of all Hafsa, um, she was married to Khunais ibn Hudafat al-Sahmi. He was from the companions of the Prophet and he died in Medina. So Umar, عنه, when her husband died, Khunais ibn Hudafat al-Sahmi, when he died, Umar thought, okay, I'm going to marry my, do- my sister, my daughter, my daughter to someone of good religion. He said, Ataytu Uthman ibn Affan." I came to Uthman, I presented the marriage of Hafsa to him. And then he said to me, "Sa'anzuru fi amri. Let me look into my issue. Let me look into my affairs. Falabithtu layaliya. Umar then said, I stayed for a couple of days waiting for what he would say. So and then he met me and then he said to me Umar it has become clear to me that I don't want to get married today so then Umar went and he spoke to Abu Bakr he said Abu Bakr in shit if you want to hafsa Umar I will marry Hafsa to you I will give you my daughter Hafsa Abu Bakr went quiet and he never responded back to Umar so Abu Bakr was quiet, he never said anything to him, he went quiet. وَكُنْتُ أَجِدُ عَلَيْهِ مِّنِّي عَلَى عُثْمَانَ And Umar anhu found something in his heart towards Abu Bakr because of this, because Uthman came, came through by saying, no, I, don't, I can't do it today. Like Abu Bakr just went quiet and never said no, yes or no. And Umar said, I found something in my heart towards him. فَلَبِثْتُ I stayed for a couple of nights, الله, The messenger married her. I married her off. I married Umar, uh, Hafsa to the Prophet ﷺ. Umar is saying this. فلقيني أبو بكر And then he said to me, When you presented your sister, your daughter, your daughter, Hafsa, to me, and I never responded back to you, you, you had something in your heart towards me, right? He then said, uh, Umar said, yeah, I did. I had something in my heart towards you. Abu Bakr then said, فَلَمْ an arja'a ilayka. I couldn't come back to you because I knew that the Prophet ﷺ wanted to marry her. I knew that. And I wasn't one to spread the Prophet ﷺ's news. I wasn't to, I wasn't to spread the Prophet ﷺ's news. Rasulullah, But if the Messenger didn't marry her and he was to not go through with it, I would have married her. I would, have taken, I would have married Hafsa, he said. So anyways, the Prophet ﷺ married Hafsa. And some of the narrations authentically show that the Messenger ﷺ, he divorced Hafsa, and when he divorced her, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet ﷺ to take Hafsa back. Because she is sawamatun qawwama. She's a strong, righteous woman. Take her back. And the Prophet ﷺ, he married Zaynab bin bint Khuzaymat al-Hilaliyya. He married her sallam that same year as well. He married her. This is all in the third year of the Hijriya. He married her. The Prophet married her ﷺ. And Zaynab bint Khuzaymat al-Hilaliyya, she was the one known as Ummul Masakeen. Yani before that, she was married to Al-Husayn ibn al-Harith. Or his brother, al ibn al-Harith uh, ibn Abdul muttalib ibn Abdul manaf There's a dispute amongst the scholars. He died in Medina. And the first woman from the wives of the Prophet ﷺ who died in Medina was her. Zainab been to al-Hilariya. She was the first wife of the Prophet ﷺ to die in Medina. She was the first. She had no children for the Prophet ﷺ. Then, O okay. thee, then said, ghaza ila "The Prophet وسلم, he participated in the battle of Uhud, the battle of Uhud, and this was the third year of the hijriah. Okay, and this is a famous battle. You can look up, InshaAllah, Ta'ala. The Prophet participated in that battle. If you want to know more about it, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, He sent down sixty ayats." 60 verses in Surah Al Imran, starting from Ayah 121. That's where it started from. 60 verses from there onwards. 60 verses. Allah is talking about the Battle of Uhud. And after the Battle of Uhud, straight away, the Muslims they participated in a little expedition called Hamra Al Asad. And a little small battle uh, called Hamra al Asad. Na'am. This year, the third year of the Hijriyah, the alcohol was made haram according to a lot of the scholars. Okay? Um, some scholars, they said, no, it was actually made prohibited in the fourth year after the battle of Banu Nadir. Some scholars, they said that. Like in the Sheikh Rahimahullah, he's saying that the Khamar was made prohibited in the third year of the Hijriyah. And it is when the ayah came down, That's what came down and it got prohibited. No longer was alcohol consumption allowed. It was then prohibited. It was made haram. Wafiha, And in this year, which is the third year, وُلِدَ السِّبْطُ Hassan. The first son of Fatima was born, Al-Hassan ibn Ali and the son of Ali ibn Abi Talib was born the prophet's first grandson was born sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he was born fi muntasari ramadan in the middle of the month of ramadan in the 3rd year of the hijriya he was born naam Keeping in mind the battle of uhud just finished the prophet sallallahu he fought banu nadir they the second uh, jew tribe what did they do? They broke their promise now, and the contract that they had with the Messenger ben al Nadir. And they broke that promise. They broke it. Um, the story of how they broke it was an a Nabi sallallahu a man from the companions of the Prophet وسلم, he killed two men. And the Prophet had a contract with with the Jews. Um, that if our men, yani the Sahabas, killed anyone by accident, that they would all share the blood money. And if the Yahoo did the same, that the Muslims and the Jews would share the blood money. And because the blood money is a lot. So the Prophet ﷺ wanted to share the blood money with the Jews, if anyone they killed, and the same for us. That's the contract that they had. So then when the Messenger ﷺ came to them, um, and the Prophet with him was Abu Bakr and Umar and a group of the companions. They went to Banu Nadir so they can help them in the debt. And this was a promise and a contract that was there. Then they said to him, "Ah, oh, Muhammad, Naam, sit here for us. We will sort everything out for you. We gave you a promise. We will, this is it. And they, they, the Jews, they gathered amongst themselves. The Messenger wa sallam, was sitting they consulted one another and they said to each other Man Which from amongst you men is able to get a rock and kill Muhammad? Today, Muhammad has come to us weak, in need. He needs our help. Today is the best opportunity. We can kill him. Who from amongst us is able to kill Muhammad? Um, so they sent the worst of them which his name was Amr ibn uh, Jahash, they sent. لَعَانَهُ And Jibreel sent a revelation on the Prophet wasallam, and he told him what they intended to do to him. The Messenger wasallam he left without le- taking Abu Bakr and Umar with him. He just left Abu Bakr and Umar after a while saw that the Prophet wasallam left and the Messenger wasallam told Abu Bakr and Umar why he left and the reason and the Prophet came with an army. As soon as he came to Medina, he said, prepare an army. Prepare an army. And the Prophet ﷺ, he sieged them six days, alayhi salatu And Allah placed fear in their hearts, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Surah came down on them, Surah Al-Hashr. The Surah, Surah Al-Hashr came down regarding them. ولي ولي these ayats came down regarding the whole situation of banu nadir and abdullah ibn abbas he used to refer to this surah as suratul banu nadir he used to call this whole surah suratul banu nadir abdullah ibn abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu so suratul hasr came down regarding this if you want to learn more about it go to suratul hasr and look at tafsir ibn kathir or tafsir al-baghawi or tafsir al al-tabari you will see it there inshallah ta'ala the author then says, "وَبَعْدَ مَوْتُ زَيْنَبَ الْمُقَدَّمَةِ." After the death of Zainab, Zainab here means Zainab bintu Khuzaymat al-Hilali, al Masakin. The Prophet married her; she died now. She was the first woman of the Prophet to die in Medina. She died. Um, the Prophet just married her, and she died. Sallallahu alayhi wa The Messenger Sallallahu alayhi wa he married Zaynab bint Khuzaymat al-Hilali after he married Hafsa bint Umar. He only stayed with her for two or three months. That's it. And she died straight away. Yani Zaynab bint Khuzaymat al-Hilali the Prophet was only married to her for two or three months and she died. Naam. And she died. Salama. Now the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa married Umm Salama bint Umayyah bint Ibn al mughirah al Qurashi al-Makhzumiyah. Her husband Abu Salama, Abd al-Asad Abdul ibn al-Mughira who migrated to Abyssinia was her husband before. Abu Salama's husband before was Abu Salama ibn Abd asad ibn al-Mughira who migrated to Abyssinia. And she gave birth to a child, a son for, for him called Salama. They came to um, Mecca and then they migrated to Medina after they went to Abys- Abyssinia. Um, her husband he died abu salama when he passed away uh, he told her a dua that he heard from the prophet sallallahu um, alaihi or some of the narrations mention Ummu Salama, she said, I heard the messenger sallallahu say, ma min muslimin wa inna raji'un, illa minha. That Umm anha, when her husband died, she heard that the Prophet had said, that there is not a person who is uh, put through a calamity, and says that which he was commanded to say, Yani he says, إِنَّا <inaudible> لِلَّهِ Oh Allah, reward me for my calamity and give me better than what I already had. Except that Allah will give that person better than what they had. Anyone who does that, Allah will give you better than what you had. So, when Abu Salama died, she said, أَيُّ <inaudible> I said to myself, which man can be like Abu Salama? My husband Abu Salama was good. Which man can I possibly get better than him? Then what happened was, um, the Messenger sallallahu married her, who is better than Abu Salama without a shadow of a doubt. So he married her, sallallahu alayhi wa The Prophet sallallahu he married Zainab binti Jahshin al-Asadiyya In the fourth year of the Hijriyyah, he married her. Some scholars they said no in the third year of the hijriyah, and some said no, it was in the fifth year of the hijriyah, and it was because of her ayatul hijab came down. The verse of the hijab, she used to be married to Zayd ibn al Harith. Zayd ibn al Harith was her previous husband. <laughs> some scholars they discussed the mentioning of Zayd's name in the Qur'an. He's the only person from the companions of the Messenger whose name is actually mentioned in the Qur'an. So some of the scholars, they pointed out and I can't recall who was it from the scholars I, I read it from. That Zayd ibn, Tha, uh, Zayd ibn al-Harith, as you all know, he was from the uh, he was the child that the Prophet ﷺ took in. He took in. And the Messenger ﷺ named him after himself. He called him Zaid ibn Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib ibn Hashim. He said, from today onwards, you are my son. You're going to be called Zayd ibn Muhammad. And then the ayah came down. Udu'uhum li'abaihim inda Allah. Call them by their father's name. And so the Prophet وسلم, he was not allowed to name Zayd after himself. So Zayd after being honored to be named after the Prophet, it was then taken from him. Okay? So that's one. Number two, Zayd ibn Harith, his, his wife was Zaynab ibn Tijahin. And Zaynab ibn Tijashin and Zaid ibn Harith had an issue. And the Messenger was already informed by Allah that he's going to be married to Zainab. So when they came to discuss their problem, the Messenger tried to bring them together, alayhi salatu wasalam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knew that this will not work out between the two. And he destined for, not to, for it not to work out between the two, but for her to be the Prophet's wife. But the Prophet was very shy, alayhi salatu And that is why um, the ayat came down regarding him by his name. And he, he was honored by his name being in the Quran because of that. It's the hikam. Some scholars mention. فَلَمَّا زَيْدٌ مِنْهَا وَطَرًا زَوَّجَنَا كَهَا فَلَمَّا his name was mentioned there. Allahumma. وَلِذَلِكَ She became the Prophet's wife now. When she became the Prophet's wife, um, she used to say to the other co-wives of hers, kunna um, You were married off by your families. Your families married you guys off. She said that to them. وَزَوَّجَنِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ مِفَوْقِ سَبْعَ السَّمَوَاتِ And my nikah was done by Allah Azza wa Jalla. Allah commanded the Prophet ﷺ to marry Zaynab. And she was a very generous woman who used to give a lot of her wealth. رضي الله تعالى عنها. ثُمَّ بَدْلٍ لِلْمَوْعِدِ And another badar happened. So the badars are three. There's a small better. So there's the first better. there's a the big Badr, which is the one that we spoke about. So there's three Badrs that happened. The first one, which I mentioned, which is small, and it was the first one, nothing really happened. The second one, which is the big one, which uh, the biggest fight happened. And the last one, which is Bedrin al-Maw'idi, it was called Bedrin al-Maw'idi. And basically, Quraysh, they had a promise with Muhammad that they're going to have another expedition, another fight. That's what it was called. Um, and after that happened, the battle of um, Al-Ahzab, which is also known as Ghazwatul Khandaq, the trench. That battle took place, in which the Prophet built a big trench, and it was because of the uh, Ishara of Salman al-Farisi. Salman al-Farisi pointed this to the Prophet and in this battle, Banu Qurayza broke the promise, the third tribe of the Jews. They wanted to benefit from this opportunity that Muhammad is fighting. Uh, they, what they did was Banu Quraidah broke the bomb promise. And because Banu Quraidah were living in Medina, they were living in Medina, they broke the promise because they thought that they could harm the prophets, the women and the children and etc. That's what they wanted to do. Um, so that's what the third group was, Banu Quraidah, who also broke the promise, which the prophet is going to fight with, Sallallahu Alaihi wasalam, Then Banu then this is the battle of Banu Qurayza happened where the Messenger وسلم, he fought them alayhi um, The Prophet fought them alayhi And Imam al Bukhari and Muslim both narrated and ﷺ that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa when he came back from the battle of Khaddaq the battle of the trench, he placed his weapon and he showered. The Messenger وسلم, took his armor off, he took his he put his weapon down and he showered. Jibreel came to him, and he, he said to him, وَقَدْ Dust filled with his hair. He said, وَضَعْتَ silah? Did you put down your weapon, Muhammad? فَوَاللَّهِ مَا وضعته. Jibreel said, I haven't put down my weapon. No. Then the Messenger then said, Where? Where to? And then he said, There, there. And he pointed towards Banu Qurayza. And the Messenger went with his companions, and they participated in the battle of uh, Banu and that's when the Messenger Allah said in the famous hadith That no one should pray asr except in Banu Quraydah Okay, that's when the Messenger وسلم, said Also, um, there are difference of opinion regarding There are difference of opinion regarding the battle of Ahzab and the battle of Quraydah There is dis- disputes amongst the ulama uh, Wafi Dhat riqai and the battle of Dhat al-Riqai happened, and the reason why that battle was called Dhat al-Riqai was because the Sahabas their shoes finished, and they started to take cloths to wrap it around their legs, um, and Abu Musa al-Ashari and the famous Hadith of Abu Burda, it's mentioned in there. So inshallah Taala, we're going to carry on after the Salab Ibn al Karim. So. <coughs> We stopped at where the author rahimahullah, he said, wa fi dhati al-riqa'i. The battle of Dhat al-riqa'i. We mentioned the reason why it was called dhati al-riqa'i. Okay, because of that which the Sahabi uh, Sahabi mentioned, uh, Abu Musa al-Ash'ari. He said, fassumiyat dhati al-riqa'i anna kunna nu'asibu ala arjulina al khiraqa. We would rip the cloths and we would tie it on our legs because the, our shoes ripped. Um, some scholars uh, they took an opinion that the battle of the Riqa'i was before Khandaq, and some scholars they said you no, know, it was after Khandaq. Uh, what is apparent and to be strong is kama Ibn al-Qayyim wa Ibn as Ibn al-Qayyim and Ibn Kathir said, which is al that it was after the trench, the battle of the trench. Also the messenger sallallahu alaihi was taught salatul Khawfi the salatul Khawfi was taught in that battle he was taught salatul khawf sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa ayatul hijabi and the verse of hijab came down ayatul أي the ayatul hijabi came down wa nuzul ayat and also in that same year as well the ayah regarding at tayammum Happened okay, it came down ayatu tayammum. Waqira, it was said, the Prophet ﷺ, he stoned the man and the woman Jew who committed zina, he stoned them. A man and a Jew woman was brought to the Messenger, ﷺ, and the Messenger ﷺ, he said, What do you find in the Torah regarding the one who commits zina? and then they said we will blacken their faces Wa we take them and parade them in the city then the messenger sallallahu said bi Tawrat in kuntum sadiqin bring me the torah if you're telling the truth fa'utiya bit Tawrat. the torah was brought and the boy Waba al-fata the boy he took his finger and he placed it on the word to hide the stoning. and so abdullah ibn salam who was a rabbi who knew the the Torah? He said, and he was with the Messenger. He said, Murhu yadahu." O Messenger of Allah command him to, re, put, it, to put his finger up. فرفعها, he put his finger up, tahta Right under it was Ayatul Rajmi, the ayah of stoning. So they were stoned. They were stoned. Wa Mawli Dus Sipti al was born in that fourth year as well. The Second child of Fatima was born, and the second grandson of the Messenger, وسلم, and the second son of Ali ibn Abi Talibin was born. Now, in the fifth year, the hadithatul ifki, the event of which our mother Aisha was uh, accused of the uh, uh, zina, uh, the slander. Uh, that happened to our mother, happened in that year. Aisha was falsely accused of zina, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cleared her names in verses in the Qur'an which were read, in jau Those verses came down and it freed our mother from that allegation. That allegation. Okay? نعم. And it was in what? في غزوة بني which was the fifth year. And some scholars, they say, no, it was the sixth year. It's called Al-Mustaliq. It's also called Al-Muraysi'a. It has all of those names. Yeah. That battle. After the battle of uh, the to Bani Al-Mustaliq, to Bani al After that battle, um, sorry, before the battle of Ghazwatul Bani mustaliq was Daumatul Jandali, was before the battle of Bani al mustariqi Wa Jandali qabla wa hasal. happened before Ghazwa Bani al It happened before it. It happened uh, before it. Um, and this is the view of Ibn Al-Qayyim that he took, rahimahullah. Wa and what happened after the battle of Bani al mustariq was what? Aqdu Bnatul Harithi. The Messenger, وسلم, he married Juwayriya bint al-Harith, he married her وسلم, and he, he took her from a spoils of war, from the battle of Bani al-Mustaliq. The Prophet he took her sallallahu This also mentions that the Prophet s.a.w. married Rayhana bint Zaydin. Rayhana bint Zaydin, there are two opinions regarding her marriage. Some scholars, they said the Prophet وسلم, freed her and then he married her as a wife. So they count her as a wife. And some scholars, they say that she was a slave of the Prophet ﷺ. And so he was married to her uh, as a right-hand possession. That she wasn't his wife. And that is the strongest opinion. That Rayhana Binti Zaydin, she was the Prophet some slave girl. And that's the view Ibn Al-Qayyim and Ibn Kathir and others strengthen. This was in the fifth year of the Hijriya. ثم بدء and the battle of Banu Lihiyan happened on the uh, sixth year, as Ibn Kathir mentioned in his Kitab al-Fusul, and many other scholars that this happened. The battle of Banu Lihyan happened in the sixth year of the Hijriya. The author Rahimahullah he mentions and he says, and after his Istisqa prayer. And قرد, The Prophet ﷺ, in the sixth year, a drought happened. So the Prophet ﷺ, he done the Salatul Istisqa. Salatul Istisqa is the Salah pleading to Allah and beseeching him to send down rain. And Wadhuqarad was a ghazwa, it was a expedition um, that happened. that The Prophet ﷺ he participated. As Ibn Kathir Rahimahullah mentioned, And that year, the Messenger ﷺ, the sixth year of the hijriyah, he was prevented from the Umrah in which he wanted to do. He wanted to go to the Kaaba, And this is where the Sulhul Hudaybiyyah happened. The Treaty of Hudaybiyah. The Prophet had with him one thousand and something number of companions. And they wanted to go to Umrah and do it. And Quraysh prevented the Prophets from it. They sent two men, Urwat ibn Masud and uh, Suhaid ibn Amrin. Those are the two men that they sent. Now Bayatul Ridwani awwal Bay'at ur Ridwan was before Sulhul Hudaybiyyah. Because the Prophet, when he he sent Uthman to Mecca. To have with them a tafa an an agreement. A false news spread that Uthman was killed, so the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he called the companions for a pledge of allegiance. It's called bayat and that's when the ayah came down. لقد رضي الله عن المؤمنين تحت الشجرة فعلم ما في قلوبهم عليهم. Wa فَتْحًا قَرِيبًا the ayah came down. Surah tul Fat eighteen came down. wa and the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa in that year his marriage with Rahana bint Zaydin, who we mentioned before, Ibn al Qayyim said, Hadhibuyina that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa that marriage of Rahana took place this time, Now. But that's if, the, 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 there's two opinions, remember, regarding Rayhana. Some scholars they say she was a slave, so she remained as a slave. There's another view that says that she wasn't, then the Prophet he freed her now, and he married her as a wife. That's another view that the author here is saying, that regarding Rayhana. وَفُرِضَ الْحَجُّ بِخُلْفٍ Hajj was made obligatory on the sixth year of the Hijriyyah. بِخُلْفٍ There's a difference of opinion regarding that. وَكَانَ فتح خيبر في السابعة. And on the seventh year of the Hijriya was the conquest of Khaybar. And that's the call of the Jumhur Ahlil Ilm. The overwhelming majority of the scholars. They held the opinion on the seventh year was the uh, Hijrah of the Prophet wasallam. Uh, sorry, the seventh year of the Hijrah of the Prophet where he did the conquest of Khaybar. Khaybar, na'am. This year was when the uh, meat the domestic donkey meat was made haram. It was prohibited. In the seventh year of the Wa وَمُتْعَةُ nisa, And in the seventh year, the mut'a of the women were, were, were prohibited. Mut'ah means mahr, which is a, a, a marriage which is based upon a, a agreed time. And a man would marry a woman based on a time. He said, I'm only going to be married for two months. Okay. She goes, okay. They both agreed. The family all agreed. They get married for two months. And after two months, they are separated from one another. That year, it was when it was prohibited. Uh, Ali ibn Abi Talib. <laughs> What's funny is that there are a group of people okay, who believe mut'a is permissible. The narration that mentions that the mut'a is haram is actually narrated by uh, uh, narrated from Ali ibn Abi Talib the irony. And then Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Naha an mut'a, that the Prophet prohibited the nikah of mut'a. The day of khaybar. Okay. Now some people may argue but say, Oh, but Ibn Abbas was not of that opinion. We say Ibn Abbas, it didn't reach him the prohibition. That's if we say that it is authentically transmitted from Ibn Abbas in the first place. That it didn't reach him. And the one who knows is a proof against the one that doesn't know. So it could happen that a ruling gets changed or prohibited and another person doesn't hear of it. So that year, the seventh year of the Hijriyyah, the uh, domestic donkey meat was prohibited. And in that year, the mut'a marriage was also prohibited. This is the year that the Messenger وسلم, he married. The marriage of Um Habiba, whose name is Ramna bint Abi Sufyan. (radiAllahu ta'ala anha. He married her. And the dowry was paid by who? Al-Najashi, who paid for it. For the Prophet He is the one who paid the dowry for the Prophet Salatu. So the Messenger وسلم, he married Ramla binti Abi Sufyan. He married her wasallam. And, And Najashi was the one that paid the dowry or the meher on behalf of the Messenger So she was the daughter of who? Abi Sufyan ibn... Sakhrin ibn Harbin al Qurashi al Umayya, and some people they said her name was Ramla. Her name was Hinda. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi he married her. She migrated to where? She migrated to Abyssinia, and Abu, uh, sorry Najashi, he sent her back, and he sent her with uh, four hundred dinar. A lamb was poisoned. فِي A lamb was poisoned and offered as a gift to him, صلى الله عليه وسلم. And he later chose for himself the pure صفية. صلى الله عليه وسلم. What does this mean? It means, on the conquest of Khaybar, the messenger وسلم, a Jew woman, امرأة من she gave the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, she gave him a poisonous meat. The hadith is found in Bukhari Muslim, in hadith ibn and then in the hadith, is mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ said, why did you poison us? And she said, I poisoned because if you're a prophet, Allah will save you. I know he will save you. And if you were not a prophet, I wanted us to find safety from you and your corruption and the stress that you're causing us. The Messenger SAW, he forgave her. He forgave her SAW. And he let her go. And then they found out that a companion died from it. So the Prophet requested for her to be returned back. And the Prophet ﷺ, he killed her because someone died from her action. Okay, someone died from her action. Bukhari and muslim both narrated it in hadith Ibn Malik. The messenger Sallallahu in the conquest of Khaybar, he married Safiya bin Huyay. He married her Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the hadith is found in Bukhari and muslim in hadith Anas Ibn Malik as well. thumma she came. يعني أُمُّ حَبِيبَةَ كَيْمْ وَأَتَى مَنْ بَقْيَ مهاجرن. And those who migrated to Abyssinia had returned now in this year, in the seventh year, Ja'far and others they returned. Well, in the Messenger of Allah (peace be upon he said, "Ma adrii ana bi qudumi Ja'far asaru, au bi fathi Khaybar." The Messenger said, "Should I be happy with the conquest of Khaybar, or should I actually be happy with the return of Abi, uh, with the return Ja'far?" "Naham." "Wa akdu Maymuna." The Messenger of Allah (peace be upon he married who? Maymuna bint al Harith al Hilaliyah. He married her. He married her. Sallallahu alayhi wa She was the maternal auntie of who? Of Abdullah ibn Abbas She was his auntie The Prophet sallallahu Never married any woman after Maymuna bint al-Harith al-Hilaliyya He never married Any woman after her Does anyone know who she's related to? Does anyone know Who she's related to? If you inshaAllah ta'ala can answer that question, or will be highly recommended inshaAllah ta'ala. Or who her sister or brothers are. if You can name someone. Wa وقبل... qab, na'am. And before that, before that, and prior to that, was the Islam of Abu Hurairah. Wa ba'duhu Umratul Qadai And after was the famous Umrah al-Qadai. Why is it called Umrah al Is It's because the Messenger of remember when he was prevented from doing Umrah. So now he had to pay back for that Umrah that he couldn't do. Um, so the Prophet ﷺ, he did that Umrah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Abu Hurairah, he took Islam just before Khaybar. So, but he came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam after the ex- expedition. Yeah. Yani the reason Abu Hurairah took Islam from the, on the hand of Tufayl ibn Amr a because Abu Hurairah was from that tribe, Abdul Rahman ibn Sakhrin al-Dawsi. So, Abu Hurairah embraced Islam in Yemen. It was a tribe of Yemen, a dosi that was his tribe. But he reached the messenger sallallahu and the conquest of uh, Khaybar had already taken place. That makes Abu Hurairah be only with the messenger for three to four years, Nam. The messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he sent messengers sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he sent them وَالرُسْلُ فِي الْمُحَرَّمِ الْمُحَرَّمِ In the month of Muharram, the Messenger ﷺ, what did he do? The envoys in the sanct- sanctity months of Muharram, he sent them to the kings and the leaders. He sent them ﷺ. And the aim was for them to convey Islam. For example, the Messenger ﷺ, he sent عمر بن عميات he sent him to Najashi. Uh, this was after the other Najashi died, another Najashi took over. There were two Najashis. and the Prophet ﷺ he sent al the king of Rome, and Abdullah ibn Sahmi, the Prophet sent him to Kisra. And ibn Abi Baltah, the Prophet ﷺ he sent him to Al muqawqis And others he did that for Sallallahu He sent now Sahabas to spread the message of Al Islam. Okay, and um, the Prophet ﷺ wrote to the Kiswa, to the Qaisar, to the Najashi, to all the jabbaniyid who humbly called upon All of those tyrant leaders, Anas ibn Malik, he said that the Prophet ﷺ called them to Islam. Nam. The Messenger of Allah ﷺ, as a gift, he was given Maria al-Qibtiyya, the Prophet ﷺ, and he was he was given Maria al-Qibtiyya as a gift by al-Muqawqis. al-Muqawqis who was the leader of Alexandria, he sent the Prophet wasallam, Al-Qibtiya, in the month of Muharram, sanat al-sabi'ah. She was a slave for the Prophet He never married. I told you already, after Maymuna bintil al-Harith al-Hilaliyah, the messenger married no woman. He didn't marry any woman. So Maria Al-Qibtiya was a slave of the Prophet She stayed with him as a slave, and she gave birth to his son, um, uh, I already told you the name of the son. Can anyone, inshaAllah, write it down and mention it? Bi-ithin al kareem. Naam. after ba'dahu aftah makkah. On the eighth year, the Messenger sallallahu the conquest of Makkah. After the conquest of? Of Makkah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I missed something. Mary al-Qibtiya was given to the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi in the seventh year of the Hijriyah. On the eighth year of the Hijriyah. The Messenger At the battle of Mu'tah happened In that battle of Mu'tah The first person was told to be the commander of the battle was Ja'far And then after him was Abdullah ibn rawaha And so Ja'far died Abdullah ibn rawaha died And then uh, Zayd took over No, so the first one was Zayd Zayd got killed Ja'far Ja'far got killed Abdullah ibn rawaha Abdullah ibn rawaha got killed Three of them got killed in that order And then Khalid ibn Walid came He took over the... Uh, the uh, the bana and the Raya, and he brought the Muslims back safe and sound. They were fighting and he brought them back. Wafi Shahir Siyami in the eighth year of fasting of Ramadan was the conquest of Mecca. That's when the conquest of Mecca happened and the ayah came down. أُولَٰئِكَ أَعْضَمُ دَرَجَةً مِّنَ الَّذِينَ أَنْفَقُوا مِنْ بَعْدُ وَقَاتَلُوا The Sahabas, they were those who took Islam before the conquest and those who took Islam after the conquest. Abu Sufyan and Ikrima, and they took the Islam after the conquest. When Prophet Muhammad came in. And Amr ibn Aas and Khalid bin Murid, they took Islam just, before the conquest. Just before the conquest. They took Islam. So the author said, Wabaada Huqad fi." the Prophet, ﷺ, the eighth year after the conquest of Makkah, the authors of Siar and the Prophet's biography, they mention in their works that which took place in Hurain. Ghazwa to Hawazan, it was called. They came to the, to fight the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so the day and then the battle of taif known as that happened in the, this eighth year of shawwal and wa after the month of dhul qa'dah wa fi dhul qa'dah yani wa after in the month of dhul qa'dah kana itimaru alayhi the messenger of sallallahu alayhi wa salam he did his itimar yani he did sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he performed Umrah جعرانة, From the place Jirana, Which is a place between Mecca and Taif And it's more closer to Mecca And the Messenger وسلم, He stayed in جعران At عَشَرَ He stayed there For a couple of nights And then he did Umrah from there sallallahu alayhi And he made The person in charge of the people of Mecca أَتَّابِ ibn Usaydin. And He was in less than 20 years of age. Wabintu Zainabu Matat. his daughter Zainab, who was married to Uthman. She died now. Thumma, after that, his son was born. Yani Ibrahim was born from who? Mary Qibtir gave birth, as I mentioned to you previously. And if you answered it, then mashallah. This is when Soda she gifted her, um, she gifted uh, her knight. To Aisha. So they gave her a night to Aisha. Um, and the Prophet ﷺ, he used to be with Aisha for two nights. And so they didn't have a night because the ayah came down. Um, the author Allah in this line, he mentions that. The minbar was made and placed for the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now the Prophet was made a member for him to talk from. That he used to do khutbah from. In an open place, everybody can see a member was made for him. That's when it was done for him. And this is by the way when the tree cried. Because now the Prophet had to leave the tree, the branch that he used to do the khutbah next to. And he went sallallahu alayhi wa to do the khutbah where? He went to do the khutbah on his pulpit. And now is when the branch cried. The branch cried. The hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari, the sahabas even heard the noise that he made. Ta'inu anina sabi The narration mentions. He cried like the child cried. Um, and the Prophet ﷺ then said to the companions, bakat ala ma kana min al-dikri. This branch, it cried because of the dhikr and the remembrance that it used to hear. He used to cry. And some of us, our hearts don't even cry anymore. We don't feel the dhikr and the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَحَجَّ atab ibn أُسَيْدٍ atab ibn Usaydin, He did hajj that year with some of the people. And remember he was the governor that the Messenger of Sallallahu had placed him in Mecca. So he did hajj with the people that year. Now the Messenger of Sallallahu didn't do hajj that year. So he, the Prophet missed the hajj that year. Salawatullahi wa Scholars have a discussion regarding why did the Prophet ﷺ not do Hajj that year and what not, but that is for another time. I expanded on that when I was doing the Sharah of the Kitab Buluogul Maram, Min written by Hafiz uh, Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani, I explained it last year this time. Last year this time, the Dora last year this time was on Bulughul Maram, Kitabul hajj that's where I expanded on it and I spoke about why the Messenger did not do Hajj that year and the discussion regarding what the scholars said in that issue. Naam. In the ninth year, the Battle of Tabuk took place, where the Prophet ﷺ participated in salawatullahi wa salam And also the Prophet ﷺ destroyed alayhi salatu wa the masjid al-Dirar, the masjids that were built by the hypocrites to, distinct, to divide the Muslims. The Prophet ﷺ, he destroyed it. alayhi salatu wa salam, that masjid was destroyed. Alayh so he destroyed it. man. On the eighth year, um, the people were the Hajj was done for the people by Abu Bakr, and um, Ali ibn Abi Talib he stood up and he said to the people and he recited on them براءة من الله ورسوله إلى الذين min من المشركين. Ali ibn Abi Talib stood up and he recited that ayah on, on, in the open. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, min wa rasoolihi. Allah and his messenger are both free from what? The disbelievers, the pagans and the disbelievers. And it was a time that the Muslims took over the Kaaba, a place that they were kicked out of. They regained strength and power over the land. And the, 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 the idols were destroyed. It now became al-tawheed, the land of Tawheed, and monotheism, and shirk, and everything was taken out of it. The Messenger also commanded that they say to the people, There is no pagan who can do Hajj from today onwards. And no one who's naked can go around the Kaaba Because that's what they used to do, they used to go around the Kaaba naked. The Prophet ﷺ, the delegations came in plenty, one after the other. Started to come, and that is Mistaku Koli Ta'ala. Idaja and Nasrullahi Wal will fetch. Wara eaten, say, a dohuluna feedinilla, he afuja, fasabi, behamdi rabbika was still fit in If you see the people, Muhammad, coming into Islam in numbers, the people were coming into Islam who delegations one after the other, men, women, they were coming, tatra, meaning one after the other. And the Messenger ﷺ, he was taking the Pledge of Allegiance of these people. Naam. Also, the author, rahimahullah, he mentions, the Prophet ﷺ boycotted his wives for 29 nights. آل and the Messenger وسلم, he swore, he would not go to his women folk for a month, one month, he said, I promise I will not enter onto you guys. So he boycotted his wives for one month. And then when it was 29 nights, he entered onto them. And then Aisha said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, but you made a promise that you're not going to enter onto us for a month. And it's 29 nights. The Messenger then, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, The month can be 29 nights. And that month, it was actually 29 nights. Naam. Najashi died. Najashi who died, and the Prophet ﷺ, what did he do? He prayed Salatul Ghaib on him, from Mecca. Uh, sorry, from Medina. From Medina, the Messenger ﷺ prayed Salatul Ghaib. and the Hadith is found in Sahihain. And Rasulullah ﷺ narrated, "Najashiya fi The Messenger ladimat feehe, wa arba'an." The Messenger ﷺ and Najashi died. He prayed Salatul Ghaib on his behalf, and. Uh, the President sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he prayed with four takbirs, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ibrahim, he died in that year. وَمَاتَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ فِي الْعَامِ الْأَخِيرُ The tenth year of the Hijriya, his son Ibrahim died. Bajali and Bajali, his name is Jarir ibn Abdullah al-Bajali, الصحابي الجليل. His Islam was in that year as well. He took Islam. He's from the delegations that came to the Messenger of Allah in the month of Ramadan, the tenth year, and he took a pledge of allegiance with the Prophet ibn Abdullah al The Messenger of he did his Hajj, and the form of Hajj that the Messenger of Allah did is the Hajj of. He did the Hajj of Al qiran There are three types of Hajj, and we discuss that in more details. But the Messenger of Allah he did. He did the Hajj of Qiran. And that is the strongest of the views of the people of knowledge. And this, the, what it means is والعمرة, That he combined between Hajj and Umrah. And he did one Talbiyah for both of them. And وَسَاقَ Ali بِهَا هديا. And in there he brought his hadhi with him. Ibn Hajjar, Ibn Al-Qayyim and other scholars they point this out that this is the strongest opinion. وَوَقَفَ الْجُمْعَةَ فِيهَا آمِنًا And the Messenger ﷺ, he stood up, that year in Arafah, on a Friday, and he done a khutbah. and Muslim both narrated. أن النبي ﷺ, uh, sorry, عمر رضي الله عنه he said, أن رجلا من اليهود قال له يا أمير المؤمنين, آية في كتابكم تقرأونها لو علينا مَعْشَرَ اليهود نزلت لاتخذنا ذلك اليوم عِيدًا فقال اي يوم اي آيَةٍ قال اليوم اكملت لكم دِينَكُمْ واتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الاسلام دينا قال عمر قد عرفنا ذلك اليوم والمكان الذي نزلت فيه على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو يوم came to Umar and he said to him there is an in your book if it came down on us as Jews, we would have taken that day and that verse, we would have celebrated it. There is a verse like that in your book. Umar then said, what verse are you referring to? And then he said, it's the verse, It's that verse. He wanted to make Umar, and he's planning that Shaytan, uh, Jew man was planning to get Umar to fall into something wrong, which is to make a celebration For a verse that he has no evidence for, but Umar silenced him, being who he was, Umar smart, holding on to the religion of Allah. Umar responded fast and quick to him, and he said to him, We actually even we know what day it came down. Ah. We even know what place it came down on. It came down on Arafah. On Friday. Friday is already a Eid day for us. We Muslims already celebrate Friday as a Eid. Okay? Secondly, the day of Arafah, what's the day after it? Is Eid al-Adha. So there is already a Eid for us. So he silenced him. So from there we learned that the Messiah, وسلم, دينكم, came down on him in Arafah, علي, on the 10th year, and it was on a Friday. Na'am. The ayah came down, Na'am, which I just mentioned. Na'am. The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi when he returned back from Hajj, his wife Rayhana passed away. She died. Sallallahu Alaihi Alaihi. And a, I told you the views regarding uh, whether he married her or whether she was uh, his right, like, right-hand possession. Um, وَالتِسْعُ مِنْ أَزْوَاجِهِ نَوَسْهِ مُدَّةً مِنْ بعده. The nine wives of the Prophet Sallallahu remained after him. Ibn al Qayyim mentions in his dad, he says, The message when he died, nine of his wives were alive. And he used to divide his nights, and the nights were only given to eight of them. And his they gave her night out. So, nine of his wives were alive, alayhi Wasallam. wasalam. The author, Rahimahullah, he mentions wa yawmal ithnaini qada on a monday the messenger of allah sallallahu he died alayhi salatu wassalam it is the day he was born alayhi salatu wassalam it was the day in which he was sent out as a prophet and it was the day in which he died he was taken وسلم, الاثنين, in the month of shahr rabi al awwal al imam al bukhari and muslim both narrated and anas ibn Malikin that anas ibn Malikin narrated anna aba bakr kan yasalli bihim fi waja rasul allah alladhi tufiya fi Abu Bakr was the one who used to lead them in the prayer because the messenger was too sick. Until it was on a Monday. The sahabas were all praying. It was a Monday. The sahabas were all praying. And Abu Bakr was the lead, the Imam, because the messenger Sallallahu Alaihi told Aisha to tell her father to lead the people. The messenger couldn't come out. So, on a Monday, the messenger of sallallahu alaihi wa sallam he popped his head out kashafa rasulullah satrul hujra he popped out of the and uh, room and what happened fa nadara ilayna the messenger looked at us, anas ibn Malikin. he said wa huwa and he was standing ka'anna wajhu waraqat mushaf his face was so pale like a page from a book thumma tabassama rasulullah the messenger smiled alayhi salatu <laughs> laughing. wa The Sahaba's they said we were taken back whilst we we're in the prayer. Min Farahin because we were so happy that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa is there, that he's coming out. The messenger smiled alayhi Abu ala Abu Bakr when he saw the Prophet he moved backwards. So he can be in the line. And Abu Bakr thought that the Messenger came out to lead the prayer. فَأَشَارَ إِلَيْهِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ The Messenger showed to Abu Bakr to lead and carry on leading the people. أَتِمُّوا صَلَاتَكُمْ Carry on your prayer. That's what the Prophet did, wanted. ثُمَّ دَخَلَ رسول الله. Then the Messenger entered into the room. He covered the room with the, with the veil. فتوفي رسول الله من يومه ذلك. and the messenger sallallahu alayhi he died on that Monday that he popped out popped out and he went back in sallallahu alayhi I want you brothers and sisters to ponder on here the messenger when he brought his head out and when he looked out what was it that he saw what was it that put the smile on his face why did he laugh? The reason why he laughed is because he saw his sahabas fulfilling a tawheed, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were only worshipping Allah for the 23 years of his life. For the 23 years of his life, the aim and objective he was trying to achieve, he achieved it. He finally saw his companions worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He also saw them united. Together, all of them, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the third thing he saw was his companions praying in congregation, praying the greatest act after la ilaha illallah. After la ilaha illallah, the biggest pillar is what? As-salah. And the sahabas were praying it. That made the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a smile and laugh. It is then not right. Anyone who believes in Allah, who believes in the Day of Judgment, who has iman in their heart, was iman in their heart to see that the messenger smiled because of this and he loved it and they do not make sure that they fulfill this the messenger sallallahu wa sallam before he died the f- words that came out of his mouth was assala 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 he said the prayer the prayer he repeated it alayhi salatu so the messenger sallallahu alaihi he died at the age of 53 is akmal al 30 the messenger of sallallahu alayhi wa he died at the age of 63 sallallahu alayhi wa sallam imam muslim narrated in sahih that anas ibn Malikin he said qubid rasulullah the messenger of sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was taken and he was 63 years of age وَأَبُو وهو ابن سنة. And أبو بَكِرٍ وَهُوَ ثَلَاثٍ وَسِتِينَ And Abu Bakr was 63 years of age. وَعُمَرٍ وَهُوَ ابن ثَلَاثٍ وَسِتِينَ سنة. And Umar was 63 years of age. وَدُفِنَا And the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم was buried في حُجر عائشة, In the house of Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها. في موضع الوفاتي, The place he died He was buried ﷺ the messenger sallallahu alaihi wa the duration of the prophet sallallahu alaihi sickness was it was until he died and he was sick all through the illness khumsah five months uh, five five months and sitat ayamin and six days so khumsah shahrin is what sitat ayamin six days he was sick um there's another opinion that says ثلث shahri, which suggests 10 days he was sick. Um, that's the views that are out there. Ibn Kathirin he said فَمَكَّثَ The Messenger ﷺ was stayed sick 12 days. So, and he said that there's also another opinion which is 14. Hafidh ibn Hajarin, he said it was disputed for how long was the Prophet sick for some said 13. So all of those are opinions out there. He said fadiri. Get to know uh, that matter. Now, the Urjuza is over of Al Imam Ibn Ibn Abil, Hiz, uh, Ibn Abil Izz al Hanafi. It's over. It finishes with a hundred lines. In speaking about the life of the Messenger, والسلام, the author then says, Salla Rabbi. May Allah's salutation be upon him and his companions and those who follow him in good. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he accepts our actions and our righteous deeds. And I also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and da'ima. I ask Allah for all of us that we have an ongoing faith and belief. Wa ilman beneficial knowledge wa and an upright guidance. May Allah allow us to be from those people who follow the messenger sallallahu inwardly and outwardly. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Forgive us for any shortcomings or mistakes or errors that we have come with. Anything I might have said that was wrong or incorrect is for me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are both free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik Ashadu wa la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu